Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. I'm so excited that you all joined me another week. If this is your first time on the show, welcome to a show that is just bomb. Like, I just love this show. Um, Not because my name's on it. That sounds kind of weird. But because God really moves in this space. Through these conversations, people inbox me and they email me on their testimonies of being blessed through um, the conversations that we have here, their lives being changed them finding ways to implement God in prayer in their day to day. That is victory. This show has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with glorifying God and and bringing people to Christ and and having, you know, lessons and teachings on how to do that in a practical way. So every week for 134 episodes, God has given me the privilege glory to God, the privilege to come here and I don't take it for granted every week that I'm able to sit in front of this camera, sit in front of this mic and deliver something to you. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for sharing your testimonies because it helps me to continue to do the work that I'm doing and for God to be glorified in all things. Amen. Does that say that? Because God has been God in lately. Like he's just been... Ooh, it's just been so good. And if God has been good to you, I want you all to comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, go in the comments and tell your testimony of what God has been good to you. Direct messages on the unassociated page or even my page. Um, and let us know what God has been doing in your life. Amen. Every single week, we acknowledge a black creative entrepreneur, businessman, or woman for doing amazing things in this world. And we want to share it because it's super important that we know what we are doing as black business women and men and creatives and entrepreneurs. So Daniel Clayton, our beloved Daniel Clayton, who is um, the editor-in-chief of Unassociated, she has an editing company called Editing Angels. And her company, if you need help with personal statements, if you need help with personal projects, um, please reach out to her. She's absolutely qualified in the work that she does. She not only is an amazing writer, but she speaks, oh my gosh, like, if you hear the woman pray, I call her King James because her prayers are just so poetic and beautiful. Um, but God has blessed her with the gift of words, how she expresses her words is just, it's mind blowing. It's truly a gift from God. So if you have a personal statement, um, resumes, personal projects, whatever it is that you need, um, edited, um, head on over uh, to Gmail and hit her up at, at Dan J Clayton at gmail.com. That is Dan J Clayton at gmail.com. Danielle, we love you. We're so proud of you. Um, and keep up the good work. God is blessing you in this season and we're super excited to see what he is doing through you. A few more things, folks. The Unassociated Poetry Jam, February 4th. Woo! Woo! Did y'all hear my hooping? I'm doing one more time. Woo! We're super excited for the annual Poetry Jam. It's going to be February 4th. Y'all get to LA. I got my plane tickets. I'm flying down. We're going to get into this. We're going to be blessed. We're going to be inspired. Y'all get there. And this event is free. Like, 
Who doesn't love a free event? Like personally, I love to get dressed up, right? Slick my edges, go out, take pictures, put stuff on my story. And it's free, okay? We love a free event. So y'all get your get your uh, your friends from church or your friends from college, whoever it is, gather them and let's get in the house. Last um, bit of announcements is there is a function that we use here at um, Create with Kendra. It's called Ask Kendra. Ask Kendra is where you can submit questions, topics of discussion, or anything that you would like to share that would that you would like to be shared on the show. Um, or even if it's prayer requests, those I will keep confidential and continue to pray for everyone. But yo, if you are someone that says, hey, Kendra, let's talk about this. I want to hear what y'all want to talk about. This isn't just a space where I come and talk about what I want to talk about, but this is our show. So let's share the show together. Um, this particular episode that we are um, getting into now is inspired from an Ask Kendra question uh, submission. So we get them, we read them, we're excited to tackle them. And this question comes from a faithful listener of the show. I'm going to read the question aloud and it reads, can you do a video on how we can receive the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues? Also, how to maintain your relationship with the Holy Spirit after you receive him. I love this question. This is absolutely amazing. Um, And to whom has written this question, you're on the right track because the Holy Spirit isn't just a one-time experience. The Holy Spirit is and should be an everyday experience. And so we're going to talk about what it means and who is able to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we're also going to be talking about the evidence of speaking in tongues and how to maintain the Holy Spirit after receiving him. Okay. I love how this question was formulated. Um, so let's get into it. Um, before we begin, I want to pray because This is something that the Holy Spirit himself will speak through this episode to to share with us on how to get to know him and be in relationship with him. So, Father in heaven, we bless you. Father in heaven, we thank you. We pray in the name of Jesus that you speak through me. God, give me what I need to say to share with your people. God, I pray that your 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 power and your spirit is present in this place and wherever the listeners are. God, I pray that you give us um, teachings on what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit and how to maintain relationship with you. God, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise in Jesus name. Amen. So let's get into it. I say often, I say all the time, and I will never stop saying it. We are a Bible reading podcast. So let's get to the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. We're going to the book of Mark, which is in the New Testament, um, chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. Y'all got it? So I'm going to pause for the cause. Let y'all scroll. Let you flip through them pages. If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. Amen. And Mark um, reads, starting at verse 16. He who believes 
and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues and they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Hallelujah. And this is um, Mark 16 verses 16 through 18. The new um, King James version. Amen. Oh, that is good. That is good. And these signs will follow those who believe. So um, I know a lot of people are wondering, like, speaking in tongues, like, you see it happen in the movies, you see it happen in church. And if you've never experienced it, it's like, what they doing? What's going on over there? Right? And how can I, as a believer, you know, operating this gift. How do I know if I'm qualified or not qualified? And the Bible declares in, in, in Mark, he who believes, if you believe, if you believe, and if you're baptized, these are the things that you have access to. It says right here, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. And going down to verse 17, and these signs will follow those who, what? Believe. So you don't have to be an ordained minister to speak in tongues. You don't have to be a pastor to speak in tongues. You don't have to be able to quote every verse in the Bible to be able to speak in tongues. If you believe and believing is an action. I came across this definition of believing and the Holy Spirit um, impressed on my heart to give a definition of believe because there is, there can be some vague understanding of what believing truly is. So um, believe is to have a conviction that a person or thing has been or will be engaged in a given action or involved in a given situation. So believing there is a conviction that comes with believing. There is an engagement there is action. And so when we talk about believing and how believing is an action, I can't live in sin and truly believe. I can't. I cannot knowingly live in sin I cannot knowingly live the opposite of what God is saying, what God requires of me as a believer and actually believe. That's the first thing. Because what happens, and thank you, Holy Ghost, 
I, I was having a conversation with a person and we have two different views on lifestyles. Um, this person said, you know what? The things that I'm doing, I believe that it's okay. And I've come to terms that I have peace with it. And I think it's okay and that God is okay with me living this way. And I said to them, well, what does God's word say about that? Their response, oh, you know, I understand God's word. I mean, I, I you know, I, I know what God's word says, but I believe that it's okay for me to do it. I said, okay. And I said to you, I said to them, do you believe that God is pleased with your lifestyle, even though in the word it speaks against your lifestyle? And they said, yeah, I believe God is pleased. And one thing I noticed about having this conversation, this person did not acknowledge God's word as truth. This person acknowledged, well, I believe and I feel and I think. But what I love about God is that God didn't ask your opinion. God is the standard of holiness and he did not give us permission to alter the standard. God, I'm going a whole nother way, but I'm listening to what you're saying. This is not in my notes. (laughs) He did not give us permission to alter the standard because he is the standard. He is holy and we are carnal. And in order for us to be true believers, we must, our actions must follow. Amen. Because it's one thing to have awareness of God existing, have awareness of what the word says, but awareness does not mean that there's actions that follow. Awareness does not mean that I'm in alignment with what the word says. Believing means I'm in alignment with the word says. Even if it's the opposite of what my flesh feels, believing is I'm going to be obedient to what the word of God says, right? Amen. And so believing is forsaking yourself, your will. And when you ask, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues and casting out demons and laying the hands on the sick and and then recovering and and me getting um, being able to consume something that's not good for me and no harm will come to me. This is what the word of the Lord says and the word of the Lord is true. So how can I get to this? You have to believe. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God cannot fill you with the Holy Spirit if you're full of yourself. Woo! God cannot fill you with the Holy Spirit if you are full of yourself. If you're full of your own belief, if you're full of your own will, if you're full of your own way, he cannot fill you with his spirit. And he's not going to make you change. He's not going to make you give it up. 
He's not going to hold a gun to your head and say, surrender your will to mine. No, our God is a loving God and he wants you to surrender. And even if you don't know how to surrender, admitting to God, God, I don't know how to surrender to you. I want you to help me and actually say it. God will begin to work, but he cannot fill you if you follow yourself. For someone to say, I acknowledge God's word, but I believe what I'm doing is okay for me. You're saying that your will and your way is better than God's. You ain't gonna really say that out your mouth because that's a strong statement. But to say, God doesn't want me to live in sin, but I'm okay with it and I think he'll be okay with it. It's saying God's will isn't as important as my feelings. Isn't as important as what I wanna do. And God is not going to argue with you (laughs) about your will. We first have to submit to God. And speaking in tongues comes from the filling of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is evidence of overflow. I want y'all to repeat that after me. It's evidence of overflow. I'm going to say it again. It's evidence of overflow. Wonderful. There's a term that if you grew up in church or around church or some sort of proximity to church, there's this term that people use and they say, um, oh, she was drunk in the spirit or he was drunk in the spirit. And do that. Drunk in the spirit. And I want to build an illustration for us to understand what that means to be drunk in the spirit. Um, The Bible tells us not to be drunk with wine, um, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Being drunk for the, I've never been like, I've never been drunk with liquor, okay? I've been drunk with the Holy Spirit and I'm positive it's a way better feeling. Hallelujah. Um, but for those who've, you know, have been drunk, like not tipsy, but throwing up, can't remember the night before hangover headache, give me an et cetera. And I can't take this no more. I, that kind of drunk is not a good feeling. I could imagine. I've never been, you know, I've never done it, but I could imagine like, it's not a good feeling. And I can remember like a friend of mine got drunk and (laughs) it was her 21st birthday party. And we were on this party bus and I was just like, oh my Lord, why am I here? And I was literally the only sober person on the bus. Imagine how terrible of a time (laughs) I had being the only sober person on the bus. I would never do that again. Anyway. And this, this, (laughs) This friend was so drunk and I was just looking at her um, and I was just like, dang, like she does not look well. 
And the bus driver had to pull over so she can get herself together. And I was just like, yo, this does not look like anything that I want to be to partake in. But I tell you, when you're drunk in the spirit, that's something I can testify to. It is the best feeling ever. Oh my gosh. It is the best feeling ever. And the, the term to be drunk in the spirit is to be so filled with God's spirit that it's overflowing and that overflowing will bring the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I remember, oh, before I get to that, before I get to that, the evidence of speaking in tongues is of the overflowing. And I heard somebody once say there are too many social drinkers in the spirit. There are too many social drinkers when it comes to the spirit of God. What does that mean? That means people want to act dignified, don't want to cut loose, don't want to praise God, don't want to don't want to worship God, don't want to enter in, don't want to deny themselves, don't want to give up their things, and so they they they, they dip. Oh, I just felt the Holy Spirit. And then go back to doing what they was doing. Oh, that sermon was wonderful. I enjoyed the sermon. I enjoyed the worship team. They sang my song. Oh, I just feel so good. And we have so many social drinkers in the spirit to where when a storm comes, when a tribulation comes, when a trial comes, you are not anchored. You are not sustained because you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. But God wants you to consume him and consume him and consume him and consume him and consume him until you are overflowed, until you are filled, until you can. Hallelujah. Until you can't take anymore, until you come out of your flesh, until you come out of your carnality and until the heavenly realms and begin to speak in an an unknown tongue with the gift. Hallelujah. That is such a beautiful feeling. And God wants us to experience that every day. Every day. Every day. When I tell you I speak in tongues every day, I speak in tongues every day. I'll be at the grocery store. I'll be in my car. Oh, Lord, don't don't have me in my car. (laughs) I'll be washing dishes. I'll be making up the bed. just overfilled with God's spirit in prayer. Ooh, I'm gone. It's a wrap for me. And a part of the question that that was asked earlier was how do we maintain this relationship with the Holy spirit? Just exactly that. Maintain your relationship with the Holy spirit. Continue to pray, continue to seek him every day. You should ask God to feel you. Even if you've been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit for 19, 20 years, we all can use a refilling of his spirit. Um, I don't know if people do this anymore, but I grew up in a um, a church where we had tarrying service. And to tarry means to stay and, and to wait a while. Don't be in a rush to move. Don't be a rush to get up and go. We would have these tarrying services. Comment below if you um, 
know what a tarrying service is. And what that was, they would um, put us all at the altar and begin to pray and pray and say, tell the Lord, thank you. Tell the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And as we prayed and stayed in God's presence and stayed in God's presence and stayed in God's presence, people will begin to speak in an unknown tongue. And those tarrying services are so important. And if they don't have them at your church, start them. If they don't have them at your church, begin it in your home. Because God has to lift things out of you. God has to do the work in you to be able to fill you with his spirit. We must be filled with his spirit. We must maintain a relationship with him. We must live a righteous life. We must live a holy life. And that's just good, clean, that's, that's clean living. According to God's word. According to God's word. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit if you believe. You don't have to be, you don't have to come from a certain uh, family line. You can be filled if you want to be filled. But you must believe, you must forsake your own will. Your believing must have action according to God's word. You must stay in his face. And for those that want to be filled with God's spirit, my challenge to you is to start a fast. If it's two days, if it's three days, if it's one day, start a fast and pray and pray and pray until you break through until you have that evidence of speaking in tongues until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll be praying with you. Amen. I hope that helped. I hope that was an encouragement to someone. Um, You can't be filled. You can be. God wants you to be filled. God wants you to have these gifts and these miracles and signs and wonders. He wants that for you. He does. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you for your word. We praise you for your goodness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit isn't limited to speaking in tongues, but your Holy Spirit teaches us how to treat other people. Your Holy Spirit teaches us how to talk how to walk, how to live. And God, for those that are seeking your spirit, I pray that you fill them. I pray that you take anything out of them that isn't like you, that doesn't bring you glory, that isn't aligned with your will and your word. God, I pray that you fill us. And even those that are filled with the Holy Spirit, God, I pray for a refilling. God, refill me. In the name of Jesus, I want to be filled ever the more. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit every single day. God, I pray that you give us strength and courage to pursue you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That is the word for this week. I hope you all um, were blessed in this message. Um, And for those, um, oh, he that thirsts, he that hunger and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And so remember that. Remember God's word. And I'm going peace. I pray that you all are blessed. And until next time, you lovely saints of God, be blessed. Bye.